Welcome to another episode at the Fitness Oracle. Today we sit down with Dr. Vic Manzo from Empower Your Reality. He is a business and spiritual mindset coach, a certified pediatric chiropractor, a holistic wellness coach, and a three-time author, and he's also a podcaster. Uh, Dr. Vic and I had a really great connection. You're going to see in this show that we talk about some heavy topics. Um, at that time, I was going through a little bit of a transition, another transition in my life. I mean, I've been having three of them in one year, which is unheard of for most people. But in this episode, we talk a lot about men's health. We talk about the we talk about uh, the major topic of mental health. We talk about effort, how to create effortless success, which I have yet to crack myself. He has figured it out, and I want to tap onto that one a little bit more. I think most of us do. Uh, we talk about the connection between mindset and health, and how those two are integrated. And we talk about the power of beliefs. That, like I said, this is a very um, This is a really deep episode. Uh, you really, if you are going through a rough patch in your life, I know how it is. And this might be one of those episodes that might help you get pull yourself out of. So really pay attention to what we're trying to talk here all about. And uh, I, I think you guys are going to really enjoy this one. You guys enjoyed the show. I'll see you on the flip side. Welcome to the Fitness Oracle, where we have real conversations with real people just like you, with real stories just like yours, and this is one of their stories. I am your host, John Gutzavos. My guest today is Dr. Vic Manzo from Empower Your Reality. Dr. Vic is a business and spiritual mindset coach, a certified pediatric chiropractor, a holistic wellness coach, and a three-time author three-time author and a pod and a fellow podcaster dr vic welcome to the show thanks for having me brother i'm excited to be here that's awesome um how's knoxville i might be up there in a couple of weeks it's nice it's uh it's gotten a little chilly out here uh i don't i'm originally you know I'm originally from chicago so i've been seeing how chicago is snowing already and i'm like ah, i don't miss that at all um yeah it's been gorgeous we just had the couple was it maybe about three two three weeks ago all the foliage and everything out here it was just breathtaking it was my first time seeing actually the leaves changing out here um because I, I moved here last year and uh just missed it when i moved here last year at the end of november and uh it's great i love it yeah i'm, I'm happy we we we're I'm here and uh can't beat the weather especially coming from chicago that's awesome. Um, yeah, the moving down to Florida, that's the one thing that um um I'm kind of trying having a hard time coming becoming accustomed to. Like it's like mid-November when we're recording this, and it's like lush green outside, 30 degrees. I'm like, what is this? Like, I'm used to this in July. It's it, it's uh it's definitely a mind shift. I mean, thankfully I had a little experience of this, and, and when I lived in Dallas for a little bit, how the winters aren't so so bad. But it's um 
it's just nice because even at 50, like 45, 50 degrees, the way the sun is, it sometimes could be as strong as like where it is in Florida. And 45, 50 would kind of be a chilly day. Now, it's not too bad in Chicago, but a little bit of a chill. Um, and out here, it's like, man, you get hot. Like there's sometimes where I'm like, I got I to gotta wear a T-shirt because it's so the sun is so it has so much uh, intensity to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what I always ask these two questions um, with for my guests when we start off, what got you interested in this line of work? The coaching side, chiropractic, both? Both. All right. So I never wanted to be a chiropractor. I didn't have an intention on being a chiropractor. In our profession, we always say majority of the time, chiropractic finds you in some way, shape, or form. So my journey and what got me interested in it is I've always had an interest in health. Um, my mom is a fitness instructor and a yoga instructor. She's been in fitness since I was like one years old. And, um, so the model of that was what I thought health was, is like exercising, nutrition, supplements, and and that's your path. And came to a point where that actually started to get challenged when I was 19, um, where I was playing rugby for the club team at Arizona state. And, uh, I call it D one rugby because I, we were all annoyed. We're like, we're playing D one schools, all the D one schools for rugby, but yet we can't call ourselves D one athletes. I was like, come on now. But it was, um, you know, I'm working out, I'm, I'm in the best condition, conditioning state, uh, not physically, just conditioning that I've ever been. I was able to run like five minute miles. It was just unreal. Um, and I, I don't like running, by the way. I like sprinting, not running. And um, but my health over that year kept declining every month. Just something was coming up, something was different. And I wasn't my best self. And it was kind of concerning towards the end of the year. And that's where the door of chiropractic opened up because my mom's like, hey, why don't you go see, you know, I was trying to go to a medical doctor. And after waiting over a month to get in um, a few days before, my mom's like, go see Dr. Frank. If, and I'm like, if I can get in the next day, I will. Dr. Frank was a chiropractor I saw when I was a kid for a little bit. She's been going to him since I was one. And so I was like, let's let's all right, if I can get in, let's do it. And my whole life changed. Um, two months over a summer, symptoms were all gone. Two months later, when I went back to Arizona State, um, two months later, continuing going to a chiropractor, I got in the best physical shape of my life, which was weird. Um, nothing changed. No workout, nothing changed. I mean, my eating habits were all the same. My supplements were still the same. My workouts were all the same, but yet I went down to 10% body fat. And I was like, how is this happening? I understand it now, but at that point I had no clue, but I was so amazed at how much it changed my life and let go of all the fear I had that I was like, people need to know about this thing called chiropractic. And, um, literally changed my 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 uh my major to business went back to chicago and i graduated i went to school at the university of illinois at chicago and uh um then i went to chiropractic school afterwards and that was my journey but another part of me was i've always been curious about the mind and life i always wanted to learn I'm, i've always been like a deep retrospective type of person where i just i I like to know the depth of something. I just don't like take something at a superficial level. I used to be made fun of because I'd be like, you always have to have these deep conversations. And it's like, well, what else is there? I mean, like we can have the other ones, but I, I like to talk about life and, you know, learn more about this beautiful, mysterious thing about this, what this world is. And so I always had that curiosity ever since I was a kid, like 10, like 12 years old. Um, so when I was in chiropractic school, I was also studying because I wanted to understand the depths of healing. I went into energy healing and studied, you know, became a Reiki master and trainer. I went into, I studied about 10, 12 different modalities in energy healing to truly try to understand the depths of what healing really was. 
And uh, I didn't realize I was going to come out learning about spirituality and quantum physics and consciousness and all this other stuff that came through that, which was starting to put the pieces of the puzzle for me to what has turned what I what I'm doing today, because that was the foundation. And then with chiropractic and learning about the brain, when I got out of school, I was like, I know so much about the brain, but I don't understand. We didn't learn like the the behavioral aspects of what each part of the brain does, like behavioral neurology is what it's called. So I started studying that. And then I was blown away um, about the aspect of the mind. And so there came a point in my career about five years in where I hit my financial peak, but then I was unfulfilled. I was not satisfied. I was burned out every four to six months, which was actually very puzzling for someone like me because I'm very passionate about what I do when I do something. I don't do things just because it can make a lot of money. I do it because it's going to make a big shift in the world. And if I and if I'm not going to and if it does, if it's not going to if I'm not passionate about it, it's not happening. I'm not going to get involved. And so for someone who's so passionate about chiropractic and health and yet being burned out, it just was a it was really a mind uh, it really messed with me. And so that was a turning point in my life because then all of a sudden I said, you know what? I'm tired of following what the best business advice is because I was like doing all the grind, the hustle, all the fancy terms that you hear. And um, I was reading 80 to 120 books a year on average, podcasts, workshops, following who, anything that came to me, I was going to study and learn because I was like, I want to be successful in what I do. Um, I stopped doing all that. And I really just started to do, I went back and looked at what I knew, which was, you know, understanding consciousness, understanding universal laws, understanding the mind and neurology and, and the quantum physics stuff and everything. And I'm like, if I define my level, if I define what success really means to me, then I must be able to experience that. Why do I have to follow someone else's rules? And so I started to apply these principles into my, my career to where I mean, we changed our practice around. I took a 40% hit on purpose, which is some people look and go, that's just crazy. But we wanted to change the practice to be what, what fulfilled us, what aligned with what we wanted. And I say us, my wife and I, because she ran the office. Um, and uh, it was one of those things where we we made those shifts. We took a 40% hit, but a, year, a little over a year later, we were back to where we were. But we also were working 50% less. I wasn't stressed at all. I wasn't even worried about the business anymore. It was, it was the success was happening effortlessly because I was focusing more on me and my element of who I am, the beingness of who I am, rather than the doing that we're taught in the, today's world, especially in business and in life in general. And that propelled me to be like, okay, this all worked out for me. I'm doing really well. I kept testing it out. After a year, I was like, okay, we got to this point, but let me keep testing this just to see. And after a little bit longer, I said, you know what, this is something I, I started looking at entrepreneurs and I'm going, business owners need to know this because if I started going, listen, I went, I was listening back to self-help and personal development stuff and, and business advice. And you just keep hearing the same thing. You just got to keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Eventually it's going to work. Eventually it's going to work. Eventually it's going to work. I'm like, that's hoping like there's not, you know, there's an inner knowing where's the faith, where's this, where's that. So I started to challenge the, the, what was being shared in the mainstream aspect of it. And uh, then I was like, you know what, it's time to do this for entrepreneurs. And that's when I started doing coaching on the side. And then just recently this year, I went full time in the coaching. And so it's kind of been my journey, how it led me to where I am here today. And now. Um, I love it. Um, to be honest with you, like there's so many talking points that you brought up. Um, like we'll get into some of them in, a, in just a bit, but um, I really hear you when you say the grind, the grind, the grind, everybody's got to hustle to make, the, the the dollar you know i i personally know what that feels like it's exhausting and doing something that you love 
when you find that one thing that you love to do and we'll get into the mental uh, mental aspect and how it affects men's health and, and all that in just a little bit but i just wanted to put that out there that it is not an easy thing when other people around you are telling you to stop doing the thing that you love and you know it's your passion and you know how hard it is to get out there um have there any been any moments for you personally where you just wanted to quit and go back to an uh go back to a chiropractor's office or just just do your chiropractic practice just go back to what you were good at was was making quote unquote you money to make other people satisfied from the from being a coach and looking to go back into a yeah. chiropractor yeah there's time i mean i've, I've done i mean i took an 80 percent hit financially making the switch you know it's not something that i did it you know, again i didn't do it for the money i did it because i want to i want to shift the mindset of individuals to really understand there's something different and I'm not someone who's just, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's good and bad, right? The you, COVID came around and all of a sudden there was a blow up of all these coaches coming out, right? You got lifestyle, life coaches, you got mindset coaches. Now you have all these people who are experts now in coaching. I'm not bashing any of those. It sounds like I am. Please, I, I'm not doing that. But what I'm trying to bring up is a point because I, I follow a lot of them because I'm always trying to see what is the advice that people are sharing out there. I want to know. And it's always interesting. A lot of it's cookie cutter. Like you can go Google stuff. Like here's a mind, I'm a mindset coach. And then they just explain different types of mindsets. And I'm like, that's great. That's logical stuff. But where's the, the actual aspect of how the mind works? You know, limiting beliefs became a huge thing. Everyone's like, I, I work on limiting beliefs. I'm like, do you know how to reprogram limiting beliefs? Do you understand how the, the, where they come from? Do you understand? Sometimes you have to go down to the root to clear them out. Like, do you understand the, there's like this whole depth, but um, you know, I, I don't know if I ever, I have a license in Tennessee. I got my license in Tennessee just for the heck of it. Cause it's like, well, why not? I have it in Illinois. It makes it easy to get a new one in Tennessee. So I don't have to go do all this other stuff. Have I ever looked back though, to want to go back? You know, I, I made the choice to do this. I don't plan on going back. I do plan on getting back into the profession in some way, but I don't going back to an office. Um, Cause I won't ever work for somebody. I just won't. It's just not, I'm not that type of person. It doesn't mean I can't work with someone. It's just, I have too big of a vision. Like even when I came out of chiropractic school, I was so ambitious. I put everything on credit cards to like 15, $20,000 of equipment and stuff to start up. I mean, I was so ambitious. I don't recommend that. Um, I ended up going, I couldn't end up with student loans being the way they were at that time and how the banks were not being forgiving like they are nowadays, or they'll work with you. Um, it put me in a really bad place and I had to make some unfortunately bad, uh, poor decisions in that time. But um, but looking back, no, I, I mean, this is, this is my path of who I'm becoming. I mean, there had, is there times that it has like snuck into my mind though? Yeah, it has. It'd be like, man, you know, I, 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 I know how to grow a local business. I did it. Like it's easy. It's this back. This is like the back of my hand. I grew, I'm, I know the connections I would have to do. It's, I know the processes that I have to do. Cause I did it. I, I grew an organic business where it was hundred percent referral. You know, and some people like to argue, well, you had a website, you had a Facebook page. That was not, that's, that's, that's not hundred percent referral. I'm like, yeah, but we didn't do Facebook ads or anything. Like it was just, it's just there to get access to reach us. Um, but like hundred percent referral practice. And I built that organically um, through the work of what I did. Um, so I know how to do that. But at the same token, I, my wife and I felt making this change. We needed to do something that was going to be more uplifting. I wanted the not uplifting because chiropractic is, um, 
more to our lifestyle, what we wanted. Like I, I didn't want to be in an office demanded at a certain time. I only worked three days a week. It was 14 and a half hours a week is what I worked in my office. You know, add that's office hours when I'm seeing patients. Then there was like maybe an extra, you know, maybe a few hours a week where I'm in the office finishing up notes and doing the other stuff that I need to do and having meetings and whatnot with my team. But, you know, for someone who's like, let's say 18 hours a week, they're like, oh, come on, seriously, 18 hours a week. And that's like, you have to understand I have, I also had a bigger vision and and that's something that I had to invest in, right? It's that I felt that my reach and what I was doing for humanity was very small. Um, even though I had an impact in my community, um, but it was small. Um, but, you know, I also believe that you have to get uncomfortable in life. You, you know, the uncomfortableness is what allows us to really grow as a human being. It really allows us to um, learn more about ourselves. And when we go through things, then all of a sudden we come out on the other side way stronger, way more evolved. Like this year has been a really interesting experience because I had some old stuff coming up, which I thought was all healed and taken care of when I was first starting my business uh, as a chiropractor. Uh, and now, you know, they came, it came up at times like this where it's like, you know, things aren't moving as well as I like it to, or am I hitting my, my goals? Like I thought I would. And I'm just like, it's all in perfect timing. Just let me just stay focused on what I want to create. Don't get too caught up in what the, what you're seeing. Um, just got to keep centered and focused. So, so the answer, long winded answer to that is no, I, I mean, it's, it's popped up in my head sometimes, but no, I, this is, I made, I made that choice. I'm not looking back and, and this is, uh, where I'm going and it's been a blast. Um, what an amazing year it's been so far. That's amazing. Um, <clears throat> I don't mind long-winded answers. I like them. I think they're great because it brings up so, you bring up you bring up like so many talking points. Like I wanted to save this for another part of the podcast, but I can't. I it just it just fits so perfectly right now. We, you were talking about the vision, the the vision that people have for themselves, and this is important because do you think it's important for people to have? take a couple steps back sometimes in order to move forward in their, in their vision. Yeah. Sometimes you have to, sometimes, you know, vision, I am 100% big in the vision. I mean, literally working with my clients, that's the first thing we work on. That is the first thing I'm addressing. I want to know what your vision is. I want to know in every aspect of your life, what you have for visions and so forth. Sometimes we, we, we think our mind plays games on us. So there's times we'll think that this is what it should be. And that's how it should be. And I always say like, I'm a little different. I'm like, hey, set a vision of what you want and then forget it. Let it go. Don't don't think about it anymore. And some people are like, what do you mean? Don't you supposed to visualize and supposed to? And I'm like, no, because what you're doing is, and this is backward thinking a lot, and this is what they teach though. When you hold on to a vision, you're creating an attachment. Your mind's getting fixated and think, hey, this is what I need to create. This is how it's what's going to happen for me. And you have to remember, you're you're in a co-creation. Um, you can call it God, universe, all that is, doesn't matter. But there is this force that you're working with. And the force knows more than you. It has a different, it can see all perspectives. So it sees things at all different, different levels and different vantage points than you do. So maybe what you want to create is very limited in what your potential is, what you can experience. And the, the, the universe force, whatever is able to go, Hey, you know what though? That's great, but there's something even better for you. And I got something that's going to serve you better. And we'll, you know, as long as you're open to it, you'll, you'll attract that in your life. And so sometimes, you know, taking a step back and re rechecking things is an amazing process to do. You recheck your values. I, I highly recommend this for clients. Like sometimes you just got to recheck things. Where are you at? What's your vision? What's purple? That happened to me. I mean, five years into my business, I wanted to have an impact in my community. That was what my main thing was, right? I had a coach at the time who was like, the, what, what the messaging and what messed things up for me was, is 
and nothing against her. I mean, she helped me grow my business, which I'm very appreciative of. But because again, I set the intention of wanting to have an impact in the community and have a successful business. Well, I ended up attracting the coach who did this, that for me. Then I was like, maybe I got to get a little more specific with things. Because what happened was that she was like, hey, meet people where they are when it comes to their health. You know, no, not everyone's going to want to be take health to the level of what you do. She goes, you're going to find very few people like that. She's like, but the key thing is you just want to meet them where they are. So like when it came to visits and care plans, I got frustrated. And this is what was burning me out. One part of it, at least, um, because I was not being congruent to what mattered most to me in my mind. And the way I can't, way my, my mind works is I'm like, if you go to a master in martial arts, somebody who's, you know, in the lineage, you know, long thing, all that. And they're the, they're the best of the best. If you go to their dojo and you say, Hey, how can I be like you? I want to learn from you to be the best that I can possibly be in this, this martial arts. And they're going to look and say, okay, here's what you're going to have to commit to. And this is what you're going to have to do. And you're going to sit there and go, sounds great. Can't fit that all on my schedule. Bob do about half of that. How's that work? Is the, is the, the sensei going to go ahead and say, Oh, not a problem. We'll still take you in. No. They're not. They're going to sit there and go, sorry, this ain't for you. Either this is what it is. This is what I can, this is what I know can help you or not. And I'm not saying that's the my way or the highway because a lot of people come, sometimes people say, oh, you're just doing it that way. It's like, no, I know 100% for, for, for truth and fact. And I use science to back all this up. What I can do for somebody if they follow a specific care plan to help them be the best version of them. And this was something that I had to... Um, readdress and take a step back. And I did some, a lot of soul seeking when I was in this point in my life to see is chiropractic really meant for me or did I have to look at a different direction? And what I did is I went back and looked at my vision. I said, am I really fulfilling it? Do I have to change anything? What's more aligned to me? And I started to realize in that process of sitting back, taking that step back, I started to see all the conditioning I had from business world from self-help personal development. I saw all the conditioning that I was just another product of their world of successful chiropractors. I wasn't a product of my world. And, you know, it's great to learn from others, but make it your own is what I always say. And I don't mean make it your own from copying someone's material because this is a big thing nowadays. And you just all change a word around here or there. And you say, hey, that's that's my new slogan of what I've done. And then you learn that new thing. And it's like, it's the same thing that person says. It's the same thing <laughs> that person says. It's just It's just in a different package. And that annoys me because I'm always like, it's, it's that we don't need more of that. That makes things more complex. Yes, it's great for business. It makes a, it makes you seem like you have this unique system that you've created. Um, but in the essence, it's just, you know, and this is why a lot of stuff I teach is I'll tell people where, I, where it comes from. I'll be like, this is where that comes from. And, and this is the source of it. I'm not going to change the name of something. But, um, but from that sitting back gave me so much clarity. And I had it again happen. You know, it wasn't, you know, 2018. It was the middle of 2018, and I remember I, I I went to go revisit my vision again, and it was all about chiropractic and stuff. And I started to go, I, I started to just feel like I there was something else for me. I started to get this like emptiness inside, and I've had this feeling before. I know what it is, and I was just like, and I started talking to my wife and saying, I think we're gonna have we gotta make a move. And she's like, I don't know if I want to move. I said, Honey, I don't see us here in Illinois anymore. Um, but I'm like, you know, if you don't want to, that's fine. I mean, at the end of the day, home is where we are. But I was like, I'm just, you know, we, we, we went back and forth. She wasn't on board for a couple of years. But there was this thing inside me that said that I saw that I, you know, wasn't going to be in the profession as much anymore from a practicing standpoint. Like my time has come with that. And I was just like, man, I'm very early in my career. I don't know. But I had to go back and revisit all these things. And then it hit me. I remember a vision I had when I was younger in, in chiropractic school. 
about what I wanted to do. And it was mainly for chiropractic. And it was like, I kept saying like, no, I I'm destined to be sharing more. Like there's, 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 there's something on the mind that I need to be working on. And I started, that's where I started to cultivate as I gave energy into that the vision started to change. But if I never took that step back, and it wasn't like I just took one day, this was a couple months of me like taking time to just meditate and just let the process, you know, let it cook. I'm not forcing anything. I'm just letting it come. Um, and and I, I wasn't worried about because I was not, I was fulfilled in my practice. I loved it. I loved being in the office. It's not like I didn't. It was just, there was something like, there was like a yearning. You just feel like something's missing. Okay. And that's the feeling I kept having. And it wouldn't, it, it, I couldn't ignore it at some point. And, it, and after that point, I was like, I need to look at this. And that's where the whole thing of like coaching, you know, and it wasn't because it was cool or what everyone does it, maybe do it for. It was like, I, I started to see then why coaching would be something I wanted to get into. What was that whole purpose? Like creating an online consciousness school is one of the visions I have, right? I'm going to start my next year. My goal is really to push that out there, get that out there. And so it was like one of these things where I started to look at that kind of a concept and go, this is it. And if I never took those steps back and I've took step back even in this year, so I can go on and on. There's a lot of, you can tell I've done this a lot, but it's one of those things where it's not a problem to take a step back to reevaluate and get recentered and really get better aligned and then take action from there. That's where success comes from. Because every time I've done that, um, so far in my life, every time I've done that, and I've really taken a step back, didn't force, just let things come to me and just really get into what really matters most. Man, then when I take action from that place, success always followed. And it and, and I can share all the reasons why that does, but that's what kind of the process. So another nice long-winded answer. Hopefully I gave you some more content on that one. <laughs> oh yeah, you gave me tons. You gave me tons. You actually kind of um, answered this one question that actually popped into my mind as you were talking which was um, what if somebody doesn't know what their vision is because they've just been so consumed by other people's expectations of them. And a lot of men, they suffer from this. You know, it's, it, here's the thing. It's, it's, it's so fascinating for me. Um, the one question that's hard for people to answer is like, what do you want or what do you desire? Right. And why do I say that's hard? Some people say, well, I know what I want. Yeah, okay. Let's have that conversation. Cause I, I was that person at 23, 24, when I was asked that question, what do you want? And I said exactly what the conditioning was, right? I want to have this. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. Okay, that's what most people say. And, you know, and, and then when I work with my clients, when I get into the vision, I literally, I have them send me a video because I need to see body language. I need to look at them and see them as they're talking. Um, I want to listen to the tone because I want to know, I can tell just from them sharing if it's really a condition from, you know, is it really them? Because there's, there's something palpable when you share a vision that is critically important to you. You're going to feel the difference in tone and energy. You, you don't have to be intuitive. You'll feel it. it. There's a difference. The person, like you can tell, wow, they're really like, really excited about that. Like I'm here. My purpose, like here's a vision. My purpose in this world is to raise the consciousness levels of any person I can have any contact with, with a medium to help them just rediscover the greatness of who they are. Nothing more, nothing less. That is the purpose of why I'm here. You know, and, and, and so with that, everything I do follows and aligns with that. Um, but a lot of times we, we, we don't, we either, if we don't have a, if we have a vision, it's usually, you got to be really mindful of what's conditioned in that what's programmed, what do you really want? Right? So the next question you usually ask is when I say that is like, well, how do you know? You got to get out of your mind. You can't know from the mind. It's a feeling, you know, how can I be so certain my purpose while I'm here on this earth is that, well, it's a feeling. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to put words to it. 
I really don't, but it's a feeling that I've known and I've, I've trained myself to get aware of that. And you can do that. And so can everyone else to understand that, that, that aspect when like, wow, this feeling really resonates. It makes me feel good. I feel lighter. I feel great. I feel more excited. I get excited. I could, I can see, you know, just all this stuff aligns. And that's knowing that that's in alignment with your higher self or your true self, or if you want to get spiritual, your soul, in other words. But it's one of those things where having a, you know, developing a vision, you know, is, is the purpose. You know, a lot of people, again, don't, they, even in business world, uh, when I was in business school, it was like one of the things we, we talked about vision statement really quick, but it was like mission statement was the big thing. And that's what it always is. You look in the world today and not a lot of people talk about vision. You hear self, like, I love Steve Harvey talks about vision. I love when he talks about vision. I'm like, yeah, finally, some people are getting out there. I don't have the reach like Steve Harvey, but I'm like, at least someone's sharing it because I don't care about if it was me sharing it to the world. It, I mean, I do talk a lot about this, but it's it's like it's someone's bringing who has more influence, who's bringing that to awareness to more people to understand really the power of vision and what it really means and how it can be a huge game changer. So um I think I'm online with what we're sharing here, but uh, but the vision stuff is, you know, it's one of those things where creating one, but at the same token, I'll make sure, you know, really sit with this. Don't force it. When I tell my clients when they're creating a vision, I'm like, don't think you're going to get it right the first time. I literally tell them that. I'm like, don't expect to be getting it done and move forward. This is not something that you rush through. And of course, sometimes they'll try to rush through it. And I'm like, it's going to take time. And I've had clients, I can't tell you this year, I mean, like 60 to 70% of my clients this year did a vision about two to three weeks later, they go back to their vision. This is not just the main vision. There's, there's five elements of your life. We go into vision and then it's 30, 20, 10, five, one year vision work that we do. I mean, I get very, very in depth with this and they'll look back and they spent hours on this and they'll go, son of a gun. The vision I wrote is not me. And I'll be like, why is that? And I just want to curious where they're coming from. And then they'll share it. And I go, this is beautiful. Now you're opening up to you. I can feel it. Now you're finally like awakening to that. They go, yeah, what I wrote was not me. This is what really matters to me. I'm like, all right. I said, don't be shy. Don't, don't expect that. Maybe when you do this, you may go through that feeling again, but it may not be as deep as what you're going through now. Because what happens is, is that we, how much, how much time do we really focus on what matters to us and what we want to do for the world? How much time do we really take to do that? We're so caught up in doing and so caught up in all these aspects. And this is not just entrepreneurs or business owners. This is people in general. How much time do we take for self-care and just take a moment? And I don't mean self-care like exercising and, you know, good nutrition and maybe meditating here and there. I'm taking just take a step back or maybe even a weekend off and just do what you love and have fun. And then just reflect on what matters to you. We don't spend time in reflection like we should. And so this is where I, I always share that when you do this kind of work, you're going to be working through it a few times. And I've been, I've had a vision and it's changed. I've changed it probably now what 30, 31 times in the last 12, 13 years, 14 years. Um, I wouldn't say it's complete overhaul change. Sometimes it's just wording. Sometimes it's just a fine tuning. Um, but it's, it's something that the more you give energy to, the more what you're doing is, is like you're digging. I want you to think of like you're digging down into the earth and you're unearthing who you really are. Right. It's a little bit of time. You're, you're clearing it off to see more. So the more you keep focusing on vision and what matters to you, the more you're going to unearth really what that is, because you haven't been doing that. And most people don't in that process. And that's important because if you don't do it, it can lead you to a really bad depression. I, I've, I've noticed it so many times in my life, like uh, and to, to your point, um, some of the best names that I've come come across to name my products, come up with products hasn't been in front of a t uh hasn't been in front of a, a computer monitor 
or a pen and paper. It's been on a walk. It's been on the walk to work. It's been on the walk back from work. It's been a, on a walk by myself in the, in, the, in the parks. So how can you, what are some of the tools that you give people to uh, not fall into that depression, to, to nip that in the butt just before they reach there? Yeah, I mean, you're, there's so many tools, and you're bringing up some great ones, right? Nature, getting out in nature, reconnect with nature. I mean, research shows, I used to tell my patients this, I'm like, go out to nature and walk for at least 20 minutes in the forest. And they'd be like, uh, how does that have to do with my health and you know chiropractic? And I'm like, it's all nervous system. But here's what happens. 15 to 20 minutes in a, in a forest with nature, the leaves have something called terpenes. These terpenes are chemicals that bind to our brain and actually create calming, relaxing effects. This is why you can be in nature and you feel like a lot of people go in nature and they feel rejuvenated. Oh my God, I miss being here. That's why I call nature my church because like I go there, I spend an hour, two hours there. I'll ground. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Like I'm, I'm, I'm re-energized, right? The earth literally is, it can recharge your batteries. Like no, no pun intended there. It literally will. Um, But it's, it's things that, you know, connecting with yourself. We are so, I, I share this often. We are so connected in society today, right? I'm talking to you. You're in Florida. I'm in Tennessee. I can go talk to someone in Japan right after this, right? We're so connected, but we are so dis disconnected with ourselves. Humans used to live with nature. Now we just live on the earth. Yeah. We don't live with nature anymore. There's a shift happening, but, and so, because of that, this 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 helps us had this 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 has created a an experience on humanity to not you know lose the essence of who we are and what we do. So, how to curb all those things, right? We're talking about get out in nature, but there's things like meditation, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, it's hard to do. It's not easy um, because we we have a lot again. I'm looking at today's society issues of what we have, right? Our attention span is getting less and less and less. Right now we're down to eight seconds. I think it's even less than that. So it's just less than a goldfish right now. And, you know, so it makes it harder to have help us focus and to stay centered and not let be distracted by things. Because the less attention span you have, the easier it is to be distracted. The easier to be distracted, how hard is it to maintain a vision and hold on to that vision and be straightforward with it, right? And so it's a great tool, but you don't have to sit in a room for 30 minutes, hour, two hours, three hours, or four. 10 minutes a day is fine, but you don't even have to do that. You can just go for a walk and that's meditation. Just be present. Don't get caught up in your thoughts and going all over the place. Just be present in what you're seeing. Slow it down. Feel the feet hitting the ground. Heal the toe. Heal the toe. Feel it. Feel every aspect that you can. Right? When you're washing dishes or if you're shaving or if you're taking a shower or if you're working out, these are things you can add to the mix. Brushing your teeth. right? These are all things you can do that are part of a meditative life. This is going to slow things down for you and just being in the moment. Okay. Um you know, another way you can, another, another great thing to help with a connecting and calming that nervous system is breath work. There's so many forms out there now. Breath work has gotten very popular, which I'm excited to hear and see. Um, but there's so many different ones, but I tell people all the time, not one's better than the other. They all work. You know, it's just which one that you like to do. Um, and because that's going to help recenter your nervous system. It's going to help you get out of a survival mindset. Or survival, you're basically a neurology that is all about survival and allow you to just see things from a different perspective, to get back into that creative process. Um, and that's going to be great because especially when it comes to creating a vision or having a vision or developing a vision or redoing your vision, um, you want to have that creative process in some way, shape or form. Uh, you know, there's other things you can do too. Um, you know, journaling is great. It's a great way, especially um, 
I always recommend, you know, men are more, we have this you know, masculine energy and we need feminine practices. And, 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 and one of those is journaling, writing and just writing how you feel, let things go, let things flow. Um, there's amazing stuff that comes out of that. I, I call it automatic writing. So like what I'll do is I'll sometimes tell patients or I mean, patients, clients to, um, do a meditation or do a breathwork session. And then after go write and just don't think just write. And it's called automated writing. And you just keep writing and writing and writing and things are going to come. You can do this with, you know, if you're looking for advice, if you're looking for, you know, stuff, stuff that can help you move forward. Um, it, there's something about automatic, automatic, automatic writing that is you'll get what you need. I've been practicing this for 14, 15 years, and it, I don't do it as often as I should. Um, but when I'm really, really at like a puzzled state or I, my mind just will not shut off because sometimes it will happen. I've been doing this for 15 years. I'm not perfect. And I'm the first to like tell you my faults and where I still work on things because I'm I, I'm a human being in itself and I have my own things I'm working on. Um, I'm no different than anybody else. But when I really get into those states, I'll do like a meditative breath work session, get through, get centered, go ahead and just automatic write and I'll read what was written. And there is still to this day, I have not had one that's blown my mind because I'll look at this stuff and I'm like, is that really me? Like, cause look at that advice. Like that is so specific to me and there's an energy about it. And you're just like, and when you practice this stuff, it really, you get really good. I mean, I've written all my books this way. I, I always tell people the books I've written, I don't know how I can take credit for them because I sit down and I just write. And stories will come out of nowhere. And half the time I'm like, how did I, I don't even remember that story. How did that come up at that time? Like writing that. Why did I choose that story? And it's like, I'm not even, I'm not even judging. Let's just move forward. Um, and so it's one of those things where, you know, these are some of the practices that you can do. And what are all these things doing at the end of the day? It's connecting you back to yourself. You know, reconnecting. That is the most important thing because that's where you have everything you need within you. You've heard this before, right? We always hear, oh, everything's what's inside of you. But look at what we're taught. We've been taught this since we we're kids. Everything's outside of you, right? When we we're a kid, we looked at what, where, where, where do we look at ourselves and say, I, I this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm going to be excited to do and so forth. And we had um, parents who were like just understanding about that, not saying good job or great job or you're smart or you're this, because what those things are and what parents don't know. And I just became a parent. And this is something I'm being very, very cautious of is because what, what, I'm, what we're teaching our children is to look outside themselves to get authority. When we do stuff like that, instead of, you know, we've been all conditioned this way. Mm -hmm. And instead of what really matters to you and who cares what anyone else thinks. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Um, you brought up a, a point that I want to talk about right now is uh, men's the, the the men's mentality and the whole the whole um, you know alpha versus beta and um, you know the lone wolf kind of you got to be on your own you got to be doing this you got to be doing that that can be that can lead a guy into a very if he's not used to it it can lead him into a very bad state in his life where he's supposed to be um, the lone wolf, the, the provider, the, the man in charge. And all of a sudden you have other people telling him what to do. It kind of ties in with everything that we just, uh, we're, 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 we've been talking about, but I want to talk a little bit more about that. What are your thoughts about that? How, how could a guy could control that part of society societal influence on him 
One is to ignore it. Like I, I here's yeah, and then let me let me give you a little preface of why I say that. I grew up. I'm a people pleaser. I was growing up as a people pleaser. Uh, my whole I, I had a I grew up uh, Italian Roman Catholic, so the, you know, you got the you got the Catholicism, and you had the Italianism. So you make you blend those two together, man. Guilt and 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 you always got to please other people. You got to care. It's more about. I remember my mom used to say like, or my grandmother used to be like. Whoa, how dare you do so? How you say something like that? Don't you care about how they feel? It's like, man, but I said it because I'm upset, but that didn't matter, right? So when I I had to do a lot of work to and I and, and it wasn't just one layer, like I, I saw it in one aspect of my life. And okay, I'm gonna ignore this. And then all of a sudden I saw it in business and I had to ignore not ignore. I shouldn't say the word ignore. Don't give power to it. That's what I mean by that. Because when we're when we're men, you know, one thing we don't get vulnerable with our feelings. You know, we think we feel we, you know, this whole archetype of men is starting to break down, which I'm so happy to see um, because there's so many things that men, especially like for myself, Italian, Italian, Italian male, male uh, in the culture that I grew up in. And I didn't grow up in, you know, I, I grew up more in like the old school way, uh, you know, 1950s mentalities is what my I was raised in, in a sense. Um, and so there's a lot of some principles that like sometimes I'm, I'm only 39 years old and I'd be like, no, nah, this, you know, respect. You gotta say, ma'am, sir, this and that. And they're like, who are you? You're not, you're 30. I'm like, no, that's what I, I was, I was raised to always do that no matter what. Um, but it's one of those things where, uh, letting go of that archetype and it's in, in, in thinking that, you know, like the lone wolf that you're bringing up, it's, you know, we all go through it. You know, that's why there's so many men's groups popping up now, which I'm so excited to see, because it's like we can talk about our feelings. We, it's a, you're not alone. And we've all gone through something in some way, shape or form. But when we're being told, right, what to do and this and that, and we let that get to us is because we have a sense of loss of self. Mm-hmm. That's why it's getting to us. That's why it bothers us. That's why it frustrates us. I know I've been there, too. And it's one of those things where it's like um, when I was going through some hardships in business and people were telling me, oh, you should do this. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. No, you should be doing this. And all these shoulds. Right. And I'm like ah, stop. I don't want to hear it anymore. And it's one of those things sometimes where my wife and I talk about sometimes like maybe we moved away just to get away from a lot of those things to just be us. Cause literally we live in Knoxville and there's no one else here. We don't, we don't have family here. We don't have friends here. Um, but what that represents, somebody said, that's crazy. You guys are going somewhere we don't know. Yeah. But my wife and I, that's how tight we are. That she's my rock. She's my everything, right? And I share everything in the world to her. And I try to, it's been an evolutionary process for me to be as open as I possibly can with her about how I feel, where I'm at, and letting her know every step of the way. And because of that, it has enriched our relationship. She's understand more who I am, how I think. She's gotten to see me in my weakest moments and in my strongest moments. Um, And some people say, well, you're just blessed to have that. Well, yes, I am. My wife is an amazing person and I got to choose her. Um, And and it's because of her how amazing she is. But the same token, we developed that. We we created that together. The thing about men today is, is that we don't have, like back in the day, a rite of passage. We don't get taught. I mean, were you were you taught it by any, if you don't mind me sharing, ask, you know, if you don't mind sharing, did someone take you through a rite of passage no. to where you were thrown out into something like back in the day, sometimes they would do it where you go out into nature or you go out into, um, let's say if you're in the jungle area and you have to learn, you're like, okay, you're going to learn how to trust your instincts. You're going to have to trust yourself and know that you can do these things. And here you go. Here's the stuff you need. And we'll see you. Hopefully you get through this if it, you know, in, in a couple, whatever it takes, a couple hours, whatever, and you're just going to have to figure this out. Did you go through something like that? No, I, I was, um, I've been, I was craving that when I was, uh, in my, uh, early twenties, 
I was craving that. I wanted to. I grew up Greek, uh, Greek descent, so uh, we're identical. Yep, we're identical. I mean, our upbringing, like you said, 1950s. I'm like, yeah, I, that's how I was brought up too. So, and um, Italians, Italians don't like to admit. I'm always like, we're just we're we're descendants of Greeks, and they're like, <laughs> no, we're not. We are Italians. I'm like, <laughs> do you see the mass? I mean, yeah, maybe food a little different, but I mean, do you see the massive similarities? I mean, look at yeah. a Greek and you look at an Italian. And it, I mean, there's a slight Wait. difference. I mean, I've known because I have Greek friends and I grew up Italian. So I'm like, I could tell the slight difference of that. But I'm like, but most of it, man, there's a lot of similarities. We're so close. We're so close. And we have we have a shared history with each other, uh, which runs eons, eons. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, I never had that. I never had that. I'll be honest with you. Like, I wanted it. I was craving it. I still am craving it. It's, it's one of those things. And I think this is why we, you know, in, in, in my pediatric training, um, I'll never forget, God rest her soul. I mean, I had a, one of the, she was a pioneer for women. Uh, she was one of our, the, the, the person who created the, the, in, the organization that I got my certification in. And she used to say in pregnancy, when it comes to women, she's like, the men have to take back, I think it was take back the cave. Yeah. I think it was her term was like, take back the cave. And she's like, we want to see change in healthcare when it comes to women's health and pregnancy and all that stuff. The men have to take back the cave. They need to be empowered. And I was like, wow, I like this. She was getting, and she would back it all up with primal stuff and old stuff. I mean, she was, I loved her. And I thought about that as I got older, because I'm like, you know, I never got that. I got it in business because I had to figure out on my own. I don't come from, I come from a very blue collar family. I didn't have my, my parents, you know, business wise, they, they, they mean my, they had, my mom grew up in a very successful restaurant business. And then my grandfather sold it really early, he retired at 45 and then he had to go back into the workforce at 61. Um, so that was the, you know, that was that life. And it was one of those things where, so business advice, I didn't get, I had to figure that out on my own. And that I believe was truly my rite of passage, but I didn't have the support though. And what I mean by support is that you know, like growing up in certain, you know, aspects and certain dynamics, like we were sharing about 1950 mindset, emotions weren't something that you, you just dealt with it on your own. And what happens to an individual psyche is that you feel, and this is stuff I've been learning this year. It's been kind of crazy. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't at the level I was in 26, 27 with this, but at this level of my life, I'm really able to like, okay, why do I feel like, and, and maybe this is, you know, for the men out there, it's like, and, and women too go through this, like, I get like, I'll have a fear kick in and then my mind goes down this rate, down this path. And I'm like, why do I react that way? Why can't I just be like, you know, and I understand this from a mindset. I have tools that I've learned to, you know, break this habit. So it doesn't stick around long, but every once in a while I'll show up and I'll be like sitting there and I get into these mindsets and, or these, this place of like fear and all this stuff. And I just, all these scenarios come up in my head and I'm like, why does this happen to me? Like, why am I, why can't I just have, like, there's some people who like, they could go through so many failures. They can be homeless for a couple of years. They can do all those kind of things. And if you talk to them, they're like, Hey, this is part of the step, bam. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I got my vision. I know where I'm going. And, and they're just, and they, you can tell they're not lying. Like their mood and their energy is like, they're, they know they're going to go that route. Eventually it's going to happen. And I'm like, what is it? And I always, I met, I met people like this and I always be like, but what is it about you? Like, how do you, like, what's, what's in your psyche? And I started to look back at my life and started to look and it's one of those things and that comes up and it was, it was a point of like, if you didn't get the emotional support you needed when you were younger, you know, then all of a sudden, like when you have things like this show up, you, you don't have that already instilled in you. You haven't been taught to know that you can, you can fail. 
and it's okay. You have the support. You're going to be all right. And since I didn't have that support, when failure comes in or lurks in my head some way, and failure just means it's just a feedback system that you just you weren't aligned. That's all it really is. But but at the same token, from an experience, like I said, I work through my own stuff, so I'm sharing personal stuff here. Um, since I didn't have that, it's one of those things where like I'm like, that's why I react that way. Because I think that this is what the doom and gloom is. Here's how it's going to be. But in reality, it's like, hold on, let me take a step back. Just because I didn't have that doesn't mean I'm permanently like this either. And this is where I've learned to like, you know, you work through things to reprogram your mind. So that way you're like, this is fine. This is a short term. But my initial reaction is still what I call it. It's called part of the brain called the default mode. And what that means is that um, you can you can fake things in sense when things are going well. But when you're stressed, you're going to go back to old patterns. And it's just your natural response on how you're going to do things. This is why people like when it comes to emergency care response, things like that in the medical world, they're always like, they like you, you are, are like in basketball and athletes, you know, you, you practice the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again, no matter what, because what happens is, is you're building that into the pathway. So it becomes automatic. So that when you do something in an emergency, like take the game winning shot, you know, you already, it, you don't have to think, you don't have to try to figure it out. You just go and it's just going to go. You know, and it's it, and it, if it worked out, hey, great, it did. If it didn't, oh well. Um, but those are the those are the 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 aspect of when I lost my train of thought because I was thinking about Michael Jordan. But um, I'll leave it at that for now. Okay. <laughs> well, I want to continue this whole conversation over winning versus failing because I think it's really important. Um, I've failed in business twice before to the point where I've had to have family members bail me out of it and it's uh it's not a fun feeling it's especially when you have uh family members throwing it in your face constantly after but it's also an important part of life in order for you to win in quote unquote the game of life you need to understand how to fail too how do you coach somebody when they are at the point where they've just lost everything and just trying to show them, you know what, things are going to be better. Um, for me, I've been through it twice, so I already know things are going to be better. Just because I have to reset doesn't mean anything. It just means it's just going to be next level. So, But for somebody who's never been through it, it could be devastating for them. Yeah, I, I know. I, I remember when I went bankrupt what, a year and a half in, two years into my business, and I had to do it because I either had to give up the business and then I have to go work for someone, which I was like, it's not going to happen. Or the bankruptcy would have gave me a little bit of some breathing room to look at that. But when I went through all that, I didn't have to do that. I could, it was just a mindset thing. But you know, when you're, when you're in that state though, you think it's all doom and gloom and all that, but what you're really, what's really happening is you're burning up your ego. You're breaking down the constructs of it. Because for me to go bankrupt, it took me almost a year to make that choice. And when I did it, I felt defeated because what was I running away from? I, I again, very blue collar family. So finances weren't abundant. So I saw what I didn't want. And so that's why I made it so imperative to go after and learn all that I can. So I didn't create that for my life. And what happened? I ended up going bankrupt in that way. But at the end, in the other round of the corner, I learned so much. You see, you always win in life. We've been told there's winners and losers. There's only winners. Now, some people say, oh, this is like that participation trophy, right? Everyone participates to get a trophy. This is not the same conversation. There's always winners. We'll take sports for an example. Somebody said, I had an argument, and I didn't have the argument. Somebody was just bringing another argument to the table. And they're like, hold on, there's there's only winners and losers because if you play sports, you win the championship, you won the championship. 
I'm like, okay, so you define winning. Let's just understand where you're coming from. You define winning based on a trophy, right? And they're like, well, yeah. I mean, you said a championship, that's a trophy. Cool. What did the losing team win? And you're like, well, they didn't win the championship. Okay, but you're, see, your focus is so centered. Your mind's on trophy as being a winner. The losing team won where were their shortcomings at, where they have weaknesses that were exposed, where they have to show up to get stronger, what are things that they could have done a little bit better, right? They When they do that, then they come back stronger next time. If they mm-hmm. fail, well, guess what? They come back stronger next time. If they fail, they come back stronger next time, right? Some things aren't always going to work out. Stop looking at social media, seeing all these people massively successful and doing all these things. It, it, sometimes you, you got to, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but we live in a very fake world. Uh, I'm just being truthful. It, it's a very, very fake world. Sometimes even, I remember, I was very disheartened. I remember years ago and I, I had a somebody who I was like, oh my God, I love this person, how they live their life and all these things. And then you get to know the truth and they don't live what they say and all these other things. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, man, I, I feel like I was just duped. You know, like the old uh, cartoons where they had, um, oh, the, the the jackass comes up, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you have the, 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 the whatever, they put the hat on, but anyhow. Um, but long story short, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Don't just, just stop. Like, don't, don't look because you, your mind knows you're looking at lack. And so what happens is you're going to become very aware of it and you're going to see what you don't have. And that's only going to put you deeper in a hole. So instead just stop doing it altogether. Now, how to shift the mindset. You've already done it. You're right. You've, you've, you've done it twice and you're like, I know it's going to be fine. Cause why you've gone through it before. Sometimes in life, you have to understand like there, you, when you're going through these types of processes, it sucks. It ain't fun. I, I, I know you know that. I know that personally. But it's who you become afterwards that is a game changer for you. Like I went bankrupt. Okay. So I, I, I know what it is. But when I, what, what I learned from there, what I gained, I saw why I created it. And I'm saying I created it because what I realized is, where was my focus most of the day? Where was my energy most of the day? Was I focusing on creating and, and thinking of new things and what kind of ideas I would love to do and what do I love to share for the world? No. I was like, man, how am I going to make it next month? How am I going to make this much money to come here? How am I going to fit this? How am I going to do this? And what happens from a, a, a quantum world side or a universal law side is that what you focus on is what you create. What you fear is what you're going to create. And so all of a sudden, I didn't realize that I was creating that. And that's why I kept having a new bill show up, a new bill show up, a new bill show up. And it was like, son of a gun. And eventually that one bill came and I was just like, I mean, I remember, I'll never forget this day. You want to talk about hitting the stomach really hard. The day of my grandfather's wake, I happened to, I didn't live at home. So I, 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 stay, I slept the night at my parents' house. And um, next morning, my car's gone. And I'm like, what the heck happened to my car? Someone stole it. I'm freaking out. All of a sudden, I found out there was something that happened. You talk about like a slightest little mistake. It wasn't like I couldn't afford the payments. I was making. I thought I was making the payments or automatic. The bank, the the car place didn't have my phone number. How did they not have my phone number? I have no clue. They didn't have supposedly they have my right email address. Don't know how that happened. And they didn't have my updated address, which I don't know how that didn't happen either. I don't know how they didn't have my new address. Thankfully, they didn't because they would have took the car then. But there was something that happened. There was a catastrophe that happened, like something within Chicago. And they were like, oh, disaster something. And they're like, if you apply, you can like postpone a payment for your, your credit, your, for your car. So I was like, oh, great. I applied, got approved. I accidentally turned off the automatic payments. 
Simple, little, stupid mistake. So they repoed the car. And all of a sudden, I told the company, I'm like, I'll pay four times the amount. I'm like, I ha- I'll pull the money. I have it. I'm like, I'll pay for it. I, I, it was an honest mistake. But because my mindset was so focused on fear, so focused on debt, so focused on that, they were like, no. I even talked to the head manager who we knew uh, at the dealership. And he was just like, once this happens, he's like, this company is relentless about it. And I was just like... There goes a bill I have to pay now. And that's what like took me down the hill. It was like my last hurrah. And I gave up after that. But in this reality, you know, what I learned from that process is like, if I didn't give up and if I just refocused and just, you know, what can I manage right now? What can just, you know, what can my mind hold to? What can I focus on? That's going to be something that I want to create. Just keep my energy there as much as I possibly can. Because it's going to be hard when you're in those stages, man. You're going to keep going back. You're going to have stinking thinking come up. I, I, I know. And it's, and, and it's one of those things where, I mean, especially for me, when I took an 80% hit financially, it was like, okay, but we have a ton of savings. We're fine, right? I had that cushion. But then all of a sudden I started to look and go, all right, I'm not comfortable with this. We're still good, but I'm not comfortable with that anymore. And then all of a sudden my mind would go into traps like that. And I would have to refocus it because what happens is when you stay there long, all of a sudden you're going to see things come up or you're, you know, no clients are signing up for a month and you had a lot of good, you know, things were working out, but none of them, all these things will show because of that headspace. So the key factor, if you're in that state and you're in that mind and you're in that world, just again, this is why vision is so critical because what has helped me throughout my life since that point, and this is what I learned going through that process is having a vision because the vision doesn't allow the short com- short-term comings to get to you as much. I'm not saying they're not going to affect you, but the, you're going to keep focus on that. This is what billionaires do. Elon Musk, here's a prime example. Elon Musk, 2019, he's in an interview in the summer. And the business world is coming at him. Two, three, two, three months of just negative reports. His stock's going down. He can't get Model 3 cars figured out to process them in the production that they need to. Investors are worried. All this stuff, right? And the people are like, what are you doing? You're going to give I mean, you know his story with the whole t- um, SpaceX and mm-hmm. with the rockets. Look at that, right? He put all his money on the last one and it ended up working. Same thing here. And he told the interviewer, and I'm paraphrasing like crazy, but he said, you know what? You guys are judging me based on where I am today, but I have we, we know where we're going. We know what the end solution is, and we know how we're going to get there eventually. This is just taking us a little longer. And we all know what happened in that summer of 2019 compared to end of the summer 2020. He became the richest man in the world. So it's, again, that process is failure truly is, and you've heard this many times before, but failure truly is just giving up. It's stopping in your momentum. It's stopped moving forward keep moving forward no matter what, because look at children. If, if you want me to go to nature and, and you know, bio, biology and so forth, look at a child. I mean, when they go from crawling to walking, or even from rolling to walking, crawling, or from starting from nothing to crawl, rolling, they don't give up. They don't judge themselves on where they are. They don't judge on their journey. They're not like, oh man, this has been like two months and I'm still not walking. What the heck? This sucks. They don't think that way. They're, they're very from soul spirit one, which is you just, it's not about how long something takes. It's all about just continually move forward and learn along the way. Take the lessons that come because what that is all doing for you is it's all cult. It's all there for you. Life is always there to give you what you need because it's all cultivating you to go to that level where you want to. And sometimes you have to have the darkness. It's not all like, oh, I just, you know, this is where I'm starting my business. And look at that. I'm at seven figures in a year or two years. And this is absolutely great. I'm not saying those things don't happen. But what people don't realize from an evolutionary mindset and all these things and conditioning standpoint is 
those things happen to those individuals because at the, where they are at their level, they were ready for that, to experience that. They'd done the work to get to that level. Or maybe they didn't have much work to do, right? These are people start at different levels. And so that's something I really try to explain to my clients too. Like uh, when it comes to the work that we do, I'm always like, don't get hooked in the time frame because that's your mind. And don't think that you're going to be seven figures in, a, in six months or three months or a year or two years or five years or 10 years. Just know that you're working towards that. And I'm like, hopefully it's not five to 10 years, but if it is, who cares? You got there. Yeah. Because we get so hooked on these kind of constructs. And this is why I said it's a breaking down of the ego when we first, when you when I first answered this question. Um, <laughs> when you said the, the social media stuff, uh, I, I started to laugh because there was a couple of reels that I, I was watching where uh, people were like popping these very expensive bottles in front of Lamborghinis. I'll never forget this. It popped this very expensive bottle of uh, vodka or whatever. I can't remember right in front of a Lamborghini and the Lamborghini owner walked right by him, right to his own car and opened the door. I don't know. It might've been staged, but it was just so funny. It's just like, like you said that, that fakeness and how it can consume people. I've stopped watching social media. It's easy for me to stop because I'm, I've done everything cold turkey in my life. I quit smoking. I quit drinking. Um, I've even quit jobs because it was just bad for me. <clears throat> it's it's very hard for people to 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 be in my kind of mindset because and for people around me. Um, do you think it's important to fall for people to not look to fall flat on their face, but to expect it? I would say if you need to, then you will, because you don't have to, right? It's it, human nature. It's fascinating. I learned this in health and I saw it so many times and it's even in business and life too. It's like humans have to fall flat on their face before they make a change. You don't have to do that though. But for most of us, we we have to go through that process because it's, it's one of the things where we're just not taking it at that level. We haven't ingrained it in us. Yes. We haven't taken to really see maybe the importance or something along that nature. So we have to go to that level to really like, it's like kind of like stripping yourself down and like, okay, I'm going to pick the pieces back up here. But for some people, you don't have to do that. Um, and each individual is different. You know, like I know I used to be that way and I had, you know, I always be like, I'm the comeback kid. You know, so I was always like that as a kid. I'm like, I'm the comeback kid. That's what I was known as. Don't ever count me out. Um, if it was video games, whatever, if it was playing in sports, I'm like, don't count me out. You can, you can come down to the brink of almost winning. I'll come back and I'll beat you. And most of the time I did. And that's a great mentality to have. But do we really have to do that in business or in life? You know what I'm saying? Like get down to that point and then all of a sudden make the comeback aspect of it. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where I've learned over time that I don't have to go that route. I mean, if it's meant to be, then so be it. But it, I, I'm going to choose not that I'm, I'm going to resist that because they got to be careful with that. What you resist persists. So it's not that I'm resisting it. It's just when I when I say when I said earlier, set a vision and let everything go. That's levering every expectation and attachment to it to think it's going to go right to that that point. What's what's going to show up between now, the gap of who I am at this point in my life, to the gap of that future self, that middle ground, that in between. I don't know what's going to show up, but I'm open to whatever does. And if I fall flat on my face, that's fine because I've learned that you just get back up. Right, the whole boxer mentality. If you can, if you can, you get knocked down. If you can look up, you can get up. Right. And so it's, it's one of those things that in life, I'm not saying that you, if you, if it's designed for you to do that and you need that, it will happen, but understand that the universe is always providing to you. So what's going to show up is what you're going to need to go through. 
whatever it may be. But, um, and this happens in business and life and health and so forth, but uh, I'll leave it at that. Okay. That's awesome. Um, I could go another hour with you on these questions, but we're coming up close to the end of the show. And these are seven or eight questions I ask all my guests. And I just want your perspective on, on these questions, on these topics with the increase in people suffering from depression, from the con from the constant uncertainty that we've been living through the last two and a half, three years, what would be the one thing that you could tell them to keep their hopes up? They keep their hopes up. Um, you know, when it comes, you know, mental health has really gone downhill lately, but, um, you know, again, what's it, what's something that's important, you know, to keep your hopes up. What's something that's important to you. What's something that wakes you, gets you excited. And if you're like, I can't think of anything right now. That's fine. Start experimenting again, get into just doing whatever you love. Like, but maybe it's, is it cooking? Is it this, is it this do something and pay attention to how you feel with that? Because it's one of the things where we get so, and I hope I'm answering the question in the right way. I don't know if you're looking for creating hope for them or how to, you know, deep down re reignite that fire inside them. I'm assuming you're looking at the second part, correct? There is no wrong answer okay, to this. Just want to make sure. <laughs> um, so it's one of those things where, you know, you're looking at that and it's like, what, you know, what excites you? What are things that, you know, that you just enjoy doing? Cause a lot of times we shove what we like to do away and focus on what we should do. And it's like, what are some stuff to do? Because remember, everything's working out the way it's supposed to. Everything in life always does. And if you don't believe that and you need some hope, you need some inspiration, go look back at your life. Just take a moment and look at all the dots and connect them. You will see that everything always worked out for the greater good. It always has worked out for you. Even if it seems horrible, even if it seems like doomsday is coming. When you look back, you look and you go, I see why now that happened in my life. Because the thing is, we can't see what the purpose of life is in the moment. And we can't see it going into the future. We can only understand the principles of everything when we look backwards. That's just, unfortunately, we're limited in this way. So we look back and we connect the dots and then how you see it is what it's going to be. So it's one of those things that don't get hooked into what the conditioning of the world is. Because, you know, like everyone nowadays in the you know, economical world is, oh, here comes recession, here comes this, here comes that. What you focus on expands. And what you focus on and more people focus on expands. And that's how we as an individual and the collective create what we create in our world. So focus on what you want to see for your world and your life. Focus on what gets you excited. Focus on what matters most. Really start to put energy back into that. Because once you start to do that, you'll start to feel that fire come back again. And then it's very hard to get back down to the negatives. Mm -hmm. Very good. Um, what's the one thing that you do daily that amplifies your ability to stay focused? Uh, breathwork and meditation every single day. I do cold plunging every single day. Um, these are things that sharpen my mind and and really just help me stay centered as much as possible. The other thing I do is I have check-ins. Uh, I started doing that this year where I would check in and just see where I'm at, you know, feeling all the time. Okay. Am I, am I in a good vibe? I'm okay. I'm not feeling that high in a vibe right now. Okay. Where's my mind? All right. Let me recenter. Let me recheck. And so that's the things that I kind of do to really maintain that sharp focus. Very good. Um, I used to do the check-ins too. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I should start. I, I should start up again. <laughs> Highly recommend them because it's, 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 you know, I always tell people mastery is true mastery in the, the work I teach. I'm like, it's not easy because it's so easy to be, you can, you can, uh, 
um, go on autopilot and just do, 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 do. But the work I teach is like, no, you got to be very aware of where your mind is and how you feel at, you know, at certain points throughout the day, every minute to minute, actually. And they're like, that is just crazy. How can you do? And like, eventually you get to a point where it's automatic. Like for me, I don't have to think about like, how is my mind right now? Instead, it's just my body tells me I've trained it to where I'm like, okay, I'm not, my vibe's not where I want it to be. All right, let me take a moment. Let me reset. Let me take five minutes. Let me rechannel this energy. Maybe just take a break or take a walk, whatever it is. And then when I get the feeling back, I'm like, okay, I'm back to where I need to be. Cool. Um, if you could pick up the phone right now and call yourself at 20 years old, what would you tell yourself? Be patient, believe in yourself, and know that all things always work out for the better. At the end of the day, just be mindful of your thoughts and how you and where your where your attention goes. Looking back, would you change anything? No. Because everything that happened, happened for a reason. And it's who I am today. What scares you? Not living to my potential. Not leaving this life on E. Or on empty, being on empty, in other words. That is something that is like what keeps me in the back of my mind. Always like, okay, here we go. New day. Here I got to do everything I can. Not from a doing, but just as a sense of um, just showing up in the best version I possibly can be. Very good. Um, where do you see, where do you see empower your reality in the next five years? Being one of the leaders in the consciousness movement. Uh, when I say consciousness movement, I mean empowering humans to understand the greatness of what, who they are, that we don't have to, you know, they get back into what it was to be human, what it is from that perspective of um, from the, I, I get spiritual here. So the soul side of things, but to understand that it's not about knowing things. It's about experiencing and feeling. It's about getting back into that and understanding why that's important and really to give your soul the most, the best experience you possibly can being in this human life. How about you personally? Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Next five years and what I'll be doing? No, just personal stuff, personal life, personal. Uh, five years from now, I want to have... Uh... Yeah, I want to have my uh, my nice. I don't want to say farm, but uh, you know, five ten acres of land. Have my dream house built, and uh, you know, being out gardening and 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 connecting with you know more with nature and really just having supplying my own food supply. Being kind of like off grid, but not off grid. Um, being very self sufficient. Um, it's very important for me to do that uh, from a personal side, just because I want to know. I'm very big in the health. So I really learned about, you know, I studied nutrition for 22 years, but six years ago, uh, I really learned about nutrition the real way when I started talking to farmers, regenerative farming and how they do things, the quality of the soil, the importance of it, all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh, we're in trouble. So I was like, I want to learn all that I can. And it just gets back. I used to have ducks and chickens. I loved having ducks. They're just, they're just amazing. Like it was so cool at night. Uh, I won't go too off topic here, but I remember at night I used to be like, I come and open their little fence thing. And I'm like, okay, nighttime. And they just go waddle themselves into their little bed, um, to their little house. And I was like, this is so cool. They're trained to go to bed. This is, this is awesome. Um, so I'm a kid with these kind of things. It's connected with horses and, and just having animals and, and just, just in, in enjoying that. And then having, you know, 
Okay. That, that's a, that's a huge thing for me and my wife. And that's something that, um, this is why we moved out of Illinois. We were in Tennessee for now. And then in three to five years, that's our, that's our goal personally of what we want to be doing and still doing my coaching and, and helping empowering people and stuff like that also. That's very cool. That's also very Mediterranean of you because, um, <clears throat> I remember my grandfather, uh, my grandfather, um, back in Toronto, he always would win every single year. His, prize winning tomatoes they're like huge big red tomatoes you're like wow wow and that's a <clears throat> i know italians and greeks were very similar when it comes to our gardens and our lawns we're very similar with it yeah i mean it's uh and i come my family I, I always say i'm bringing my roots back as being a farmer because my family is my, my come from farmers uh, we're from a small little town in Italy that's in the mountains. And, um, and that's what, you know, my, 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 I remember my great uncle used to say that my, my, I never met my dad's, uh, parents. Um, my, my grandfather passed away before and my grandmother passed like nine, 10 months after I was born. But I used to have people, old timers, I used to call them old timers, but, uh, the, the, the more experienced individuals, uh, they would tell me stories of like, you remind me of, you know, my grandfather's name was Americo. And they're like, you remind me of him. He was a big, strong guy. He wore chestnut sacks, 25, 50 pounds each on both shoulders, just walking, you know? And I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, cool. Um, but it's, there's just something about, again, what I said, humans connecting with nature. There's a movement of this happening, which I'm very happy to see. Um, if you told, if you asked me 10 years ago, if I wanted to have like a farm like thing and be with animals and all that, I would look at you and be like, what do you mean? Um, but something happened in that in the middle of that time, and my wife, my wife, her, my my in laws, they're they're uh, they have they have turkeys and chickens and horses and and, and goats and cows and um, in Illinois and just connecting with the horses and connecting with the cow, it, it was a different. Um, they're so majestic, and I love it. And it's just like, man, I want more of that. Yeah, yeah, there really is, really is. Um, where can people find more about you? My website's my hub. So www.empoweryourreality.com. Um, I have some free resources like on the power of visualization. Uh, I have my podcast up there. If you're a business person or not even a business person um, and you want to really transform your mindset and you want to really create a radical change for yourself from what I kind of shared today, I do a free discovery call to connect with you to see where you're at and be able to, uh, if we align and I'm able to help, I'll share that with you. Um, and we do that. It's, it's all over my website. You can find that. But on the top right corner, I have it. Um, and then, then social media, bottom left of the website, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. So connect, reach out. I love hearing from people. Any questions you may have, uh, please ask away. And I will post all the links in the show notes so everybody has easy access to your website and to your social media uh, because this has been such an amazing conversation like honestly i could go another hour with you no problem <laughs> um any final thoughts you know and i kind of shared it before but I, I just think it's a great way to reinforce this again just trust the process when you have fear that means you don't trust yourself and you don't trust god and so know that the recollection of whatever we go through in life the reason why the fear creeps in and all that is because we don't we don't we we, we don't truly understand our power you know we're always manifesting whether you you don't have to believe you're manifesting or not. You're always doing it. The only difference is, is that understanding what you choose to desire to experience rather than what you're having. And so when the fear kicks in, you've lost trust in yourself. Get back to trust and know that faith and not religiously. Faith means inner knowing. The inner knowing to know that you will move towards whatever it is, that, that future self that you want to create for yourself.
Dr. Vic, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I'm really appreciative for you coming on here and talking about, you know, men's health and, you know, the, some of the stuff that we deal with on a sometimes daily basis. Um, it's so important that we get this message across to more guys out there and just, and for the women as well, just to understand, just to help them understand what their man is going through or their men in their lives are going through. It's so important. And for you to be doing this kind of work is, is super important, but I know it's more than just, you know, the men, the, the men work. It's also the business side too. And it's, it's, it's very hard for people to understand on the outside and for you to be coming out and supporting um, people like that, it's um, it's absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much for doing all all your hard work. No, I appreciate that, brother. And thanks for what you do. I mean, you're you're being a vehicle of voice and and what you do in your work. And so it's uh, uh, the, the feelings are mutual here. <laughs> <laughs> going through hard times is just a test. What you need to know is that when you get out of whatever you're going through, you will be stronger than ever before, and you don't need to go through it alone. Always know that you are not alone. Stay tuned for more real people with amazing stories that are just like yours. Until then, to everyone out there listening, I wish you a good morning, good afternoon, or good night, wherever you may be in this crazy world. Hey, everybody. It's John from Resilient Reboot Productions and the Fitness Oracle. Thank you for watching this episode, and I really hope that you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to subscribe, hit the bell, and share this video if you are watching this on YouTube or on Rumble. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast Breaker, or whatever streaming service that you may be using, please give us a five-star rating and a positive review as it will help us reach more people that are suffering from mental health issues. Before you go... I'd like to invite you to join us on Pod Inbox. This is a great platform that we can keep the conversation going. Over the years, we've discovered that the best way to help people regain their confidence back of whatever fitness goal that they are looking for is to put together a tight-knit community that will be here to support you in that journey. In order for us to do that, we are partnering up with Pod Inbox to help us create that platform and give you that opportunity to uh, have your voice. So all you have to do is click on the link in the show notes and get your set up your free account on Pod Inbox right now. And let's hear your voice. Until then, I'll see you guys soon.